You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Hello, everybody. Happy whatever day it is that you're listening. Um, I just spent like five minutes trying to come up with a really good introduction to make you laugh or to just say hello. And so I'm just going to skip all that and say thank you for listening. Um, I thought what better a time to talk about our finances than uh, right now at the time of recording. It is around Christmas time. (laughs) So I know none of you are overspending. Um, Also, none of you are um, spending on things that put you further away from your goals, your financial goals, um, rather than closer to your financial goals. Um, None of you are buying toys for your kids that are going to break in five seconds or are probably duplicates of what they've already got. Um, So I thought this is a perfect time to talk about our finances. And uh, the title of today's podcast is hopefully going to be something like how to pay off your house or debt early. How to pay off your house or your debt early. Biblical and practical principles that can help anyone in any income level become more financially independent. I'm so sorry that I'm coming to you with this around this time, but it's something that I, like, I really thank God, um, that he has helped me in the way that he has. Um, When I first started out working at the church that I'm at right now, I made a fairly low income. And now by the grace of God, you know, there's only been increase. Um, But I really feel in my heart that I would love to be able to be a help to some people who are not quite there yet. You know how like, Um, you know, you look at other people who are prospering and you just go like, I know by faith that I will be there. Um, but it almost feels like, what are the steps? What are the practical steps or what are the biblical principles between where I am now and where they are? Because I believe by faith, um, but there's obviously something that I need in, in the middle. You know, the Bible says that faith without works is dead and, Um, there's some hands and feet that we have to put to our faith. Um, There's evidence to our faith. And if you're not quite seeing it yet, or if you don't know how to get from where you are now to where you know by faith you can be, I know that this will be helpful to you because um, these are the principles that helped me. And just to, to share a little bit of a backstory, um, I had initially lived in North Carolina for just just a year. Um, I I've born and raised and pretty much lived in Bethlehem all of my life, except for during college time, um, and for like a year afterwards. And so there, I made a very low income. Um, and when I moved back to my parents' basement, um, I think I ended up cleaning houses. I was making nine dollars an hour, and this is you know probably about 12 years ago now. And of course I'm going to keep God in this because he's, he's the one who's been amazing this whole time. 
But when I was in North Carolina, the, the apartment that I was in had cockroaches. Can I get an amen from all you people who have lived in a cockroach infested uh, apartment? And I said, I'm not about this life. So when the opportunity came to move back to my parents' basement, I said, praise the Lord. I would much rather take a basement in my father's house than cockroaches in North Carolina. So went back there, um, started cleaning toilets for $9 an hour. Um, I, I definitely saw increase even in that uh, vocation or whatever you would call it in that, that work arena. Um, my boss at the time gave me like a dollar raise just for showing up that my first week, (laughs) which I don't know who does that or what kind of employees she had, but obviously, you know, she was so impressed by the fact that I came, I don't know. Um, and shortly after she made me supervisor and, you know, Uh, I don't despise those days of small beginnings. She was really, that was really a blessing to me. But in the meanwhile, you know, I'm staying in my parents' basement. Then shortly after a family member, you know, invited me to go and just live at, live at their house, their empty house to watch over it. So I did that for about, I think eight months. And then I moved back to my parents' basement. Um, And so there was this whole time where I was making a small amount of money Um, and you know, living in a basement after I had graduated college. And that's not really the life that you think that you're going to live once you, you know, branch out and venture on your own. Um, can I get an amen again from anybody who's been there where you thought, you know, I'm making a life for myself. And then you found yourself back in your parents' basement anyway. So I do all that and Eventually it comes to the point I was married at the time and you know, we go, I really, you know, I need to move out of the, the basement of this house. And thank God, um, I had saved up enough money that it could be a down payment on a home that was a hundred thousand dollars or less. If that's your price range, please don't be discouraged because <laughs> God is able Um, he really is. So, you know, we went looking at these houses that were pretty dismal. Like the basement was just rocks on the walls. Like it wasn't even cinder blocks. They were rocks and it was damp and moldy. And the closets were the the size closets that you couldn't even fit a hanger in. Um, and this is what we really felt like, Hey, we're going to have to settle for this because this is our income level. And I remember, um, looking at this one particular house that I really liked. I saw it on, um, one of the real estate websites and the realtor was like, Oh, that sold. Um, so at that point we just kind of gave up and, you know, a couple months went by our realtor never even talked to us again, really. And then, um, you know, it was a very low range home. (laughs) She wasn't going to make a whole lot of commission. Then I saw on Zillow that the, uh, the price of the house had gone down $10,000. So this was, um, this was a, I want to say like $77,000 house 
or maybe 87. I don't remember exactly, but it went down $10,000. And I was like, if it was sold, how did it go down? So to make a long story even longer, no, I'm just kidding. Um, eventually we find a realtor who will show us the house. The house is still on the market. No one had put an offer on that house. And so it was dropped $10,000 and we would have bought it at the other, at the, at the other price point. So I thank God for that. God is in the details. Um, they also, um, there was a bunch of things that needed to be fixed because I guess the previous owners had left. It was a foreclosure and kind of ripped everything out. And so, um, you know, electrical was messed up. There was a bunch of stuff that needed fixing. And so the realtor was like, this is a bank. They're not going to come down anymore. And I was like, please try. So he tried and, um, they came, they came down again. I don't know why or how, but they did. So the final price of the home, when our budget was a hundred thousand dollars, the final price of the home ended up being (laughs) drum roll, please. Uh, $66,000. And, um, that is amazing to be able to buy a home for that low of an amount of money. But like, keep in mind, you know, the total household income for the year was like $35,000. So it's not like we were rolling in the dough. Like we didn't have much, like I was making, I don't know, $15,000 a year or something. Um, so no matter what your income level is, God is able to supply for you. God is able to orchestrate things for you. Um, but here are some principles that I know helped me. And I want to just encourage you wherever you're at on like income wise and wherever you are at in your walk, you're walking this out. Um, I want to encourage you that God is able, he's more than able, he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we ask, think, or imagine according to his power at work within us. So today, part one, and I'm sorry that the backstory took so long, but um, today is part one, and we're going to go over some of the principles that helped me pay off this house. And then part two, and hopefully it will just be two parts, will be more of the practical tips. So this this will be practical for you as well. Um, but I hope this helps you. If it does, like, like it, share it, um, post it on your stories on Instagram, uh, get the word out for your friends. Because really, my heart is to help people um, move from where you're at to where you want to be and help you dream again help, help to encourage you. So anyway, number one, one of the principles, um, is for you to plan. I wrote this down when I was, uh, writing down some of this stuff. One plan is better than a hundred goals. You can have a goal in mind, but if you don't have a plan, then it's not going to help you. You know, just having a dream is not going to help you. Having a plan for the dream helps you. And I'm not saying do this in your flesh. I'm not saying, you know, make, make all these plans and don't keep God in it. You know, you could get the mind of God 
Um, You can pray and ask God, what would you have me do? How can I get from this step, step one to step two? I remember just recently, um, well, maybe about eight months ago or six months ago, I was praying and asking God, how can I make some more income? Um, Help me. Uh, I don't have the time to make anything more, and I really needed a little bit more, at least. Um, So help me, Father. And I remember the next day someone came to me and, and the very next day, and I said, Lord, it has to be when the boys are asleep. I can't, I can't add anything more to my daily schedule. Um, and the next day someone came to me and said, Hey, this is something that I'm doing. Like you can make a couple extra bucks with this. And, um, you know, you can maybe even do it when the kids are asleep. And I laughed and I knew that was my answer to prayer. I could have stayed stuck and been like, well, my job pays me this much and I need more, so there's nothing more that I could do. Instead, I said, Father, you know that I need a little more, and so can you please give me a plan? Bring something my way. And what do you know? <laughs> Someone came to me the very next day. So Proverbs twenty four twenty seven says this, Do your planning and prepare your fields before you build your house. Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Don't rush in to buying something. Don't rush in to getting something before you have the income to sustain it. I know we live by faith and not by sight. But as far as finances are concerned, the the word of God is very clear. Even Jesus said, you need to count the cost before you build a tower. Because otherwise, if you run out of money while you're in the middle of building this tower, people are going to look at you and and call you a fool. Um, Money is a tangible thing. And you can't just jump into an expense without having your income planned without having a plan in mind, without having something set in place, without even knowing what you bring home in a month or in your paycheck um, after taxes are said and done. You have to do your planning. You have to prepare your fields. You have to set things in place for your income before you jump in to making a, a large purchase or making a purchase uh, for a home or for a car or for whatever it is. Now, when I bought my house, I knew that the bank was saying you can afford $125,000. Um, and that's what we give you a loan for. But I knew based off of income and expenses that we could only afford a hundred thousand dollar home, uh, because there's gas or oil, there is electric, there is trash, there is water, Um, there's, if you want internet, if you want cable, um, I don't do cable, but if you want it, uh, you have to factor those things in. If you want to be able to repair something in your home, or if you're buying a car, if you want to be able to repair the car, um, those are things that you should be planning for. And having a plan is better than having a goal. Having a plan is better than having a dream. So, you know, you saw Joseph, Joseph, uh, 
you know, was given revelation from God through the dream of Pharaoh that there was going to be fam, uh, there was going to be abundance and then there was going to be famine. He could have just said, okay, well, that is what it is. But instead he made a plan. And because of the plan, uh, you know, he ended up being a blessing to many nations and really helping people out. He helped keep people alive because he went to God um, and he had the wisdom from God to make a plan. Like, we need to start walking in wisdom a little bit. You know, a little bit of wisdom might help us. Um, Yeah, I don't want to get rough, but too many people just hinge on faith and forget about the whole the whole part where we have a part to play and that God doesn't want us to be foolish. And so many times when God speaks about finances or building in scripture, there's a plan in place. Um, look at the temple. Like God didn't just say, make a temple. He set out this huge, very, very intricate plan what you're going to overlay the wood with, how many pounds of gold you're going to need, um, how many inches. Like, he was very intricate in the details. So for us to just sit back and be like, well, you know, wherever it falls, it falls. That's not really how God works. He's the God of order, not the God of chaos. Um, He brings order where there once was chaos. Look at how he laid the foundations of the earth. Look at how he laid out the first six and well, seven with, with rest, um, seven days of creation, six days of creation and the seventh day of rest. Look at how he laid it out. Um, look at how he planned everything with the son of God coming to this earth. God had a plan. And I really, you know, if you want to move from where you're at to where you want to be, um, ask God, would you help me with a plan? Father, Would you help me know what I need to do next um, so that I can move from where I'm at to where I want to be, where I know that I can be by faith? You need a plan. Everybody say, I need a plan. The next thing, next principle that can help you out is work. Come on, wherever you're at, go ahead and say the word work. You have to be willing to work. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse four. I'm saying it that slow because like, I don't have it right in front of me. So I'm acting like I'm giving you time to turn there, even though you're not turning there. I'm just going to read it to you. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. This is a good principle to follow. I know that there was, um, over the course of time, I would meet people who would complain about their income. Um, but then, or they'd complain that they lost their job. And I, I then find out that, and this is before the pandemic. So like, I understand people lost their jobs because of that. But before that, you know, they'd call off of work all the time and they'd complain that they lost their job. And, I kind of felt like, you know, you you kind of are setting yourself up for hardship. 
And this Bible verse says lazy people are soon poor. A lot of the times, you know, they just, they stayed out too late or they were hung over. Um, you know, these are people, people in the world and they couldn't go to work the next day. And like, yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna affect your income. That's gonna affect your work situation. Um, and if you will be diligent in your work, if you would work as unto the Lord, um, that alone will help you increase. Uh, verse five says of Proverbs 10, a wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during the harvest is a disgrace. There's a time for working work while it's still day. Not a lot of people love to work. You know, not a lot of people love, um, getting up in the morning and, you know, going to do the tasks that they need to do. Just the fact that it's something that you need to do makes you not want to do it. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But if you would um, discipline yourself and understand the principles, if I work hard, and this is just a general principle in life. um, If I work hard, I will make money. If I don't sleep when I should be working, I will make better money than someone who is sleeping instead of working. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 10 says, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. A worker is worth his wages, is also what the Bible says. So based off of your work, you are worth your wages. Um, Proverbs 18, nine says a lazy person or one who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys things. If you are slack in your work, if you are not diligent in your work, you are, you are just like somebody who destroys stuff. So take that as a tip. Like, uh, If you want to be able to pay off debt or if you want to get to a a place where you are financially independent, if you want to move from where you're at to where you know that you can be by faith, uh, there is a four-letter word. um, Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way, but it's W-O-R-K. It is literally work. There is not a secret sauce. There is not a magic uh, potion there's not a spell. Um, people, so let me give you an example. My brother, who will probably never listen to this, but my brother, he gets up, who knows what time, he gets up early in the morning and he works every day. He works till the work is done and he makes a whole lot more money than I do. Um, he makes like four times the amount of money that I do. (laughs) And, um, he's been working this job since he was very like, you know, quite young. He's been at this company and I have to say he knows what he's talking about. If he doesn't know what he's talking about, he researches it and he finds out how to know what he's talking about. And he is a professional at what he does. I don't really know what he does still. Um, like spreadsheets and stuff. Um, he does, he does a bunch of different things at, at his role at his company, but he works hard. He deserves the money that he gets. And that actually encourages me to go, you know, 
I, I could put in a little bit more. I could work a little bit harder. Um, I could be a little more focused. I could understand my craft a little bit more. I could understand, I could do some more research. Um, I could find out some more things that I don't currently know. And that should light a fire under your rear end. Stop thinking that you're entitled. Everybody in this world feels like they're entitled to anything. And now we're going to pay people $15 an hour. Anyway, I'm not going to go into it. Making me mad already on this Monday. But we feel so entitled. And for what reason? For what? If you would do, if you would put work in, if you would work as unto the Lord, I'm telling you, God will bless you. He will increase you. Deuteronomy 8.18 says he gives you power to create wealth. He gives you power to create wealth. Don't feel like, man, I'm stuck at this income level and I will not ever get out of this particular income level. If that's going to be your mindset, you've taken God out of the equation. Is he not the God of increase? Won't he give you a plan for increase? Won't he give you power to create wealth, to create wealth? Won't he give it to you? So stop sitting there and feeling like, well, I'm not paid enough or stop feeling like I will not ever make enough because this is what my field pays. Um, you can break the barriers, but you need to put your head down, keep focused and work. Come on, everybody say it with me. W-O-R-K, work. Put some work in and I know God is a God of increase. He will increase you. He will help you. I went from making a like poverty level to now I, I just look around and I go, I'm blessed. Um, this time last year, I had $80 or less per month for uh, car maintenance, clothes, haircuts, um, anything that was an extra and this, this coming year, um, uh, all I can say is that I'm blessed. And that can be your story. Start working it out. Don't keep looking at your circumstance going and figuring out everything that you don't have. Ask God, help me with a plan, and then get to work. Finally, uh, for today's, this is the last of today's part one on how to pay off your house or your debt early. These are principles that helped me pay off my house. Um, you know, I'm 34 currently, I think. Got to do the math. Yes, I'm 34. And I thank God um, the home that I own has increased by like $100,000 in value and it's paid off. And it's a rental right now. Is it because I was making lots of money? Absolutely not. Is it because, um, you know, it just fell in my lap? No, it didn't fall in my lap. It's because of God. And you have the same God. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You follow God. You have the same God. He is no respecter of persons. He won't do for one child and withhold from another. That is That would be a bad father. He is a good father He's a much better father than our, our examples of earthly fathers. 
and he knows how to treat his children well. Anyway, moving on to the final uh, principle for today, budget. Everybody say budget. You do not figure out what you want, what you want to buy and what you want to have and then spend based off of faith. You need to budget on concrete income and concrete expenses. The way that I explain it to our ministry leaders when I have an opportunity to do so is that you should budget at your lowest possible income for the year um, as far as income is, is concerned. And as far as your expenses are concerned, you should budget expecting the expenses to be higher than you would assume. So income, budget it on the low end. Expenses, budget it on the high end. And if you do that, then you believe God for the increase. A practical tip or another way to say this. If you are buying a car, you don't just buy and then hope that all of your expenses fall in line with this new expense. (laughs) Or you don't just buy and then say, I'm going to believe God for the increase. Um, That is stupid. I'm sorry. Maybe that's a word that I shouldn't use. That's not wise. Um, You don't purchase something and then believe God for the money. You don't enter into a contract for something and then believe God. You can believe God before you spend the money. In fact, you should believe him before you spend the money. Because then there will be pressure on you and you will feel like I need to take care of this particular thing in the flesh Um, I need to work this out because I don't have the money that it takes. What happened with Abraham when he had Ishmael? I think it was um, an author, uh, I think his name was Rick Joyner. He said, if you make an Ishmael, you better believe you got to feed him. Abraham went outside of the will of God and there was the son Ishmael from his wife's maidservant and Now he has to feed the boy. If you go outside of um, what you should be doing, you're going to feel the pressure from that particular thing. And you're going to feel like, man, I got to take care of this myself now. Um, And you don't want that kind of pressure, especially with expenses. um, When you you could believe God before it. Hey, Father, this is my income level. This is what I either really need Or this is what I really want, and I'm not there yet. So, Father, help me have a plan. Give me the strength to do work or to excel in the craft that I'm skilled in. Increase my gift. Let everything that my hand touches prosper, and let the people who are over me see it and promote me. And when he does that, You'll have the finances to take care of your wants. Um, the Bible says, and this is talking about giving. Okay, so this is a really good thing 
it's talking about giving. The Bible says, give in keeping with your income. Give at the level that you are able to give at based off of your income. The Bible also says, don't give under compulsion. So this is talking about giving. Giving is a really good thing, right? Like God talks about giving. He loved us so much that he gave. Um, If you love something, you will give. And that's a good thing. Giving is good. Giving is good. Do not give under compulsion. Give in keeping with your income. Don't you think that we could possibly apply that also to our spending? That we should spend in keeping with our income? That we should spend not under compulsion? Um, You can spend in keeping with your income. If you are making a certain amount of money and you see someone who makes much more than you going out to a restaurant three times a week and that's just their level of living, you can desire that. And you can ask God for a plan and to help you know what to do to increase, to get you to that place. But don't go doing it now and call it faith. (laughs) Don't go uh, ordering lobster at every restaurant you go to from uh, from now to the end of the year um, and call it faith. Uh, Spend in keeping with your income. Don't spend under compulsion. Use these principles, recognize where you're at now, and you ask God for the increase. You ask God, help me have a plan. Help me know what to do next. You said in your word, you'd give me the, you gave me the power to create wealth. So father, give me the wisdom. What should I do next? These are my needs. These are my desires. They're my wants. And, and I'm not there yet. So help me to know what to do to get me there. And in the meantime, father, give me the wisdom to not build a house before my income is ready, before my fields are planted. Give me the wisdom um, to to not spend under compulsion um, or to uh, buy something, contract myself, uh, enter into a contract for something that I really cannot afford. Help me to control myself. Help me to know that there is better, there is greater, there is increase and help me to move from where I'm at now to where I know that I can be by faith. If you follow these principles, you'll go from living in your parents' basement um, to having, you know, two homes, one is a rental, and basically paying for your new home in no time. I hope that this this was helpful to you. Next time, we're going to talk about making the most of what you have currently, delayed gratification, Um, how much are you actually spending on things that you don't care about and revenge spending? We're going to talk about some of those, uh, how to deal with some practical things as far as finances are concerned, how to practically, um, pay off your debt sooner. I am not a financial expert, nor can I give financial advice. I'm just giving you my experience, what I've done. And, you know, this is, this is with my income being under $60,000 a year. Um, 
for the majority of the time, it's been under under forty five thousand a year um, household income. Household income, and so if I can own a home by the age of thirty four, and tell you it is by the grace of God alone, and He is the one who blessed me, and He is the one who gave me the plans. Um, it, it will work for you. And so you guys have a good day. If you like this podcast, if you would share it, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram or your Facebook, like comment post. However, Hey, how do you guys like the new logo? Do you like it? I made it on Canva. Anyway, God bless you. I hope this helps. You have a great one.